Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Every day is like a blank page. Some people encounter the page with fear and dread. Others encounter it with potential and excitement. Hello, my name is Aubrey Baptista. At Kindred Art Therapy, you will learn to be inspired daily rather than approaching each day with fear. For more information, visit arttherapync.com to book a free 15-minute consultation. My name is Alyn Davis. I'm a counselor and coach with a compassionate heart and a wealth of experience. My mission is to help people journey towards recovery, self-discovery, and holistic well-being. As a licensed therapist in North Carolina, I've had the privilege of witnessing countless individuals break free from the grips of eating disorders, trauma, anxiety, depression, and find renewed purpose in their lives. For more information, visit alindavis.com or click the buy button on this ad. I look forward to seeing you break free free. Welcome to Kindred, the show shining a light on local mental health professionals who are the unsung heroes of our community. Join us as we explore their stories, strategies, and the art of healing minds. Let's break the stigma and celebrate resilience together. This is Kindred, where understanding begins and healing flourishes. Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming Haley Morris, a dedicated clinical rehabilitation and mental health counselor specializing in anxiety, trauma, and EMDR therapy. With a rich background in helping children, teenagers, and adults navigate the complexities of mental health, Haley's approach is marked by a deep commitment to fostering healing connections. Her expertise in internal family systems combined with a passion for enhancing parent-child relationships, brings a unique dimension to her practice. We're eager to delve into Haley's journey and discover the transformative power of her therapeutic methods. Welcome, Haley. Hi, thanks so much for having me today, Aubrey. Yeah, you're welcome. It's it's really exciting to have you here. And, you know, I haven't interviewed anybody yet who um, does internal family systems and you know, I've been really itching to learn more about it. So I'm hoping you can share more about like, how did you get into that? Yeah, well, I'm sure uh, you, you may have seen Inside Out, um, or a lot of people have. And, uh, you know, that's a movie all about parts, that happy part, angry part, uh, sad part. And so that brought a lot of um, internal family system into like the community uh, and for the public to know. Let's so, let's kind of dive into it a little bit more, just in case people haven't seen it. I know I've seen it. I love it. But, you know, just like a, a short little. Um, yeah. So a little, a little kid, summary. little kid, Riley, it's a Disney movie. Little kid, Riley, she um, is moving and has big emotions about moving. So the movie explores all these parts of her, this ha- this joy part, this anger part, uh, this disgust part. Um, it, it explores all of those emotions and, and really teaches her how to befriend those, or they all have to start becoming uh, communicative and collaborative with each other, um, which mm-hmm. is what we do in internal family systems. So the idea with internal family systems is we all have these parts um, and we want them to be able to work together. We want them to be able to communicate with each other. Um, and they all have jobs. And so really it was inside out is like my first exposure to this. Um, and I kept hearing about it in the trauma world as this great, um, way to work with trauma. 
and um, not so much fight against right anxiety, but to understand it more. Okay. So I saw that you do EMDR therapy. So did you start with EMDR and then bring in the IFS? I started with IFS. Um, so going back a little bit, my um, master's paper was all on EMDR. So I really thought I was going to go straight into EMDR. And then I just um, ended up finding a really inexpensive training for internal family systems. I'd heard about it. EMDR uh, tends to be more on the expensive side. So I was like, let me start with internal family systems first. Um, I knew I wanted to eventually uh, train and do EMDR, but I actually started with internal family systems through that training. Um, and started doing that in my work and then eventually got trained in the EMDR. And so I now do both of them with clients, both of the, the IFS and the EMDR. Okay. So in IFS, internal family systems, okay, internal right, yep. family and systems. So, so what is the family part of that? How, do, how, does, that, how does that play in? Yeah, so the idea with internal family systems is we have an authentic self and then we have these parts. It could be an anxious part, a perfectionistic part. We could have a part that's an inner critic. Um, and these parts are typically really, you know, they're protective parts or they're meant to um, kind of put out fires that are happening within the whole system. And so the family aspect of it is really not much like family therapy or anything like that. But it's, hey, we want to have all of our parts work together. There's no such thing as a bad part, but we want them to all work together like a family because um, everybody has a different need. And somebody is, each part's going to need something different. Um, and they all play a different role in that family system of all the parts. So how has being able to integrate this into your session been able, or sessions, right? Been able to enhance the healing process? Well, a huge thing that it does, I think it just immediately starts to soften clients when they are in the session, you know, and they're just, I, you know, I do a lot of work with anxiety. So they're in the session and they're just like, oh, I hate this anxiety. It's so frustrating. I can't stand it. I'm overthinking all the time. So when we're able to identify like, okay, let's, let's look at this anxiety as a part. When we're able to identify that, you know, we're able to explore what's the purpose of this anxiety? What does that part need? Where did that anxiety part come from? It really softens how the client really feels towards that part. And maybe they even start to have some compassion towards that anxiety of like, oh, gosh, this really anxious part is so anxious because she's trying to protect me or she just wants to make sure that I've, I'm, I'm going to be okay. And mm -hmm. so internal family systems and thinking about this anxious part in that way really starts to just as a first step soften that uh, client towards the anxiety or towards whatever part that it is. So then you can start to understand it. Okay, why is this coming up for me? What's a huge trigger for this part to come up? What does this part need when, whenever a trigger happens? 
Cool. If if you bring a client in, is this something that you introduce them to like right out of the gate or is it something that kind of gets like weaved in? Like, do you have people identify all of their parts right away or like, how does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. So it really, it depends. Some people, we just jump right into it. You know, they'll come in like, I'm just, I'm so mad. I'm so upset about something that happened. Um, and, and that's pretty easy to identify. Um, and some people pick up quicker on it. Maybe, maybe they've seen inside out or maybe they just are able to wrap their head around more of working through parts. So, um, you know, in that case, somebody falls really, um, in line with it. We just, we just jump into it. Let's, let's map out what parts you have or, um, see what their needs are when, when this part first started showing up for you. Um, other people, it can be hard to wrap your brain around. What, what, what do you mean parts? What, do, what are you talking about? There's just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and when that happens, which totally makes sense, we just go a lot slower, right? So even my team clients, when we're doing parts work, they may start to say like, this is really awkward. I hate this. This is so awkward. So we'll say, oh gosh, okay, there's a part right now that's feeling really awkward, Right. So let's just explore that awkwardness that's coming up or maybe that like socially anxious part that's coming up. Um, And for some people, it's even better not just to talk about it, but let's draw it out. Let's draw like what you think this part would look like or let's use um, imagine like they're sitting in this chair in the other side of the room or uh, let's use this uh, your your cup as a kind of a placeholder for this part. So some people are more visual. It really, really depends though on how maybe quickly they're getting it, um, on how fast we go to mapping out all these parts. So it sounds like something that would work well with clients who can handle metaphors, but maybe not so much with literal thinkers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't run it. I will say I haven't run into yet somebody that just can't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I have found the people that struggle with it. If I draw it out for them, they're like, oh, my goodness, of course I get it. And even the really literal thinkers, I'll give them a metaphor where I'm like, hey, let's just imagine you are you, the authentic self, are the bus driver, and or, or you're captaining a spaceship. All your parts are your co-pilots, right? So they could be really literal thinkers. But when I give them that metaphor of like, you're the captain, you're the pilot, but you have co-pilots that want to do their job, that want to give you their advice or their feedback or what their role is. You want to be able, we want to be able to get you to be able to listen to them, but not have them just completely take over. Because when that part has taken over, it means you're no longer the pilot, but uh, this anxious part really is. And the anxious part maybe does some unhelpful things or doesn't know how to self-soothe. Um, so sometimes even giving that metaphor is helpful for the really literal thinkers. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like this is really a, me- a methodology that helps bring people towards um, self-acceptance. Yes. Is that- yes. Oh, I love that you said that because it, I really do emphasize with it, the self-acceptance and the self-compassion, right? So 
even when we have more extreme parts, a part that uh, binges or a part that um, abuses alcohol or uses alcohol, right? Let's explore that part, right? So what's going on? What what comes up for you that you feel like you have to do this? Um, and when did that start for you? What does this part worry will happen if they don't self-harm or binge? And it helps create that like compassion and curiosity, um, which eventually builds that relationship for that family system so that that part can see, oh, hey, maybe I don't have to do this anymore. Usually the parts, you know, they're created during trauma. They're created during a young age when maybe we didn't have healthy modeling from parents or um, from others to see how to actually cope. And so then when people are older, hey, well, now I can show the part. I'm the adult now. I'm in charge. I can get through this without having to to binge or self-harm. So do you find that when people are able to achieve um, more acceptance towards themselves that you start seeing the behavior shift or do you need to start bringing in other modalities? I'm trying to piece together where the EMDR fits into all of this. Yeah, so um, there's there can definitely be a shift in behaviors as we start to work through the parts. Through all of this, I'm also doing a lot of coping skills. So let's just get your body regulated. Let's work on getting you in tune with the body, calming your body down, getting out of that like fight, flight, freeze place where when we're in that, the parts are, of course, um, kind of running all over the place. And, and so they have to get regulated first. So we do a lot of that together, this, this parts work and this just soothing and regulation. And then EMDR, I find, comes in when somebody's stuck around something. Mm. So, um, you know, maybe we had an event that happened and we just can't get unstuck around it. That's when it's like, okay, let's actually pause this. I don't say this out loud, but I'm like, in my head, I'm like, let's move away from internal family systems right now and just flow into the EMDR. Um, mm-hmm. And you can do IFS with EMDR. I've done a bit of that before with, um, we'll be doing the eye movements and the processing uh, to work through maybe a protective part. But I'll do the EMDR to help people get back grounded or get unstuck with whatever event has happened um, or whatever trauma is going on and then move back towards the IFS. Mm. They're all kind of a dance with each other. I mean, it, it really depends on what what's going on with the person. Um, but I find that almost everybody I work with, we do parts work, and and that and trying to increase that like self compassion. Yeah, that's like the cornerstone of all mm-hmm. counseling. Really, is um, building acceptance within the therapeutic relationship so that the client can accept themselves. And it sounds like you're helping them build language so that they can, it's like you're building a bridge, right? So that they can help get there, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I feel like that even creates just a calmness for people 
of gosh, okay, I don't ha- I don't have to just change all these behaviors and these things that I'm doing in myself. I can notice it. I can just notice, oh gosh, okay, this is what's coming up for me right now. Um, and, and get curious about it. And and I, I feel like maybe I've even heard this quote somewhere, but I, like curiosity is the cure uh, for self-hatred. Curiosity leads to self-compassion. And that, I think, helps a lot of trauma history, depression, anxiety, um, you know, working through that just negative self-talk and increasing compassion. Yeah, it reminds me of um, Dan Hughes talks about the parenting terminology PACE. Do you know about this? Oh, I'm not super familiar with PACE. So PACE is playfulness, acceptance, curiosity, and empathy. And it's... um, you know, using these in conjunction with one another to um, help parents really to parent better towards their children. But I oftentimes, and I don't do parts work, I don't have training in IFS, but I oftentimes talk to people about, um, because a lot of the people that I encounter have gone through some type of early childhood trauma or some type of um, it trauma. They don't always identify with the word trauma, right? We can unpack that one a little bit, but... <laughs> Um, the idea that there was an event in their lives that changed the way that they think about the world and themselves and um, got stuck in certain coping patterns that were not helpful at that time. And how, like, as a as the child, right, like, there's an inner child where that child is um, hurt or angry or lonely or sad or any of those things and how Um, the parent can oftentimes be modeled as like harsh or unforgiving or, you know, and that they're at odds with one another. And so, um, you know, moving into like more of a playfulness and acceptance and Mm -hmm. building more curiosity and empathy towards oneself can then help radiate that outwards. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, And that sounds like a lot of the work I do with parents even, um, really building connection and relationship with child. Um, you know, because a lot of parents have their own wounds from parenting their, that their parents did uh, and want to parent different, but they don't know, okay, well, how do, I, how do I create discipline? How do I create structure in the house, but not repeat everything that I had as a child? And I find a lot of that, it sounds like what you're saying, that pace and that like empathy section that I think C was your compassion and uh and it makes me think of connection too a lot of that like connection parenting yeah for sure and I loved what you were saying too about um drawing it out right I'm a art therapist (laughs) you know so I'm oftentimes um bringing people into that and we've been trained in in those types of ways to um have people draw out different parts of themselves and things like that but I never really connected that to like IFS. Um, it's really funny how a lot of the the modalities that I've been taught within art therapy really like intersect with a lot of these other um, becoming more popular modalities. Yeah, and I just even think too of what I know of art therapy. I'm, de- I'm definitely not an art therapist, but what a great way to express yourself and your emotions and So much of what we do with IFS is like, let me sit with these parts and process them 
and just pay attention to them and feel them. Um, and I can imagine the pieces of art therapy also being similar with that of like, let me sit with this emotion and, and feel with it and, and process it. And I can, and, and I can see the, the art therapy side of it just slowing you down a bit, which is what people need. Yeah, exactly. And it, there's an, there's both the externalization process, but there's also the emergent properties that come from different types of media and art therapy. So like the sensations that you experience while you're creating. So there's a lot that goes into it, but I really love like the metaphor that you're bringing <laughs> into your work. Yeah, thank you. I, I love this work. Um, and definitely not where I started on the therapy path, but I feel like all of this stuff just kind of found me as I've been going through all of my different training and modalities and been a really great type of work to do. Is there like one example of a case that you feel really proud of through the work that you've been able to do? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, probably uh, somebody I'm thinking of, she, uh, without giving any identifying information away, she was, you know, in her 30s and came to therapy, anxiety, overthinking, just could not um, calm her brain at night, uh, which I feel like so many people relate with. So we started exploring that. Um, and then found out she had actually had kind of some childhood trauma with parents um, and some body image issues that came up. Uh, so we did a lot of internal family systems around these parts, around the anxiety, around the perfectionism, uh, that, that inner critic type work. And then we did EMDR uh, around some of the childhood things that um, her parents were putting on her and these expectations. And got to a really big place of self-compassion and a lot of tools for managing the anxiety. You know, I actually haven't even said this, but a lot of the work we do in this too is setting boundaries, learning how to do that, learning like assertive communication. Um, so we did a lot of work in that and she actually just graduated therapy. I call it graduating therapy. She graduated therapy a couple months ago. Um, and I tell my clients, you know, I want to get you to a place where you graduate and then you can always come back if you need to. And uh, she was able to do that. So. Um, so for her graduating, did that look like her getting to sleep at night and not worrying so much? <laughs> oh, yes. Getting to sleep, getting to sleep, staying asleep. She actually left her job, got a new job that she was really anxious to go for. We worked together about a year. Um really anxious to go for, and then um, started setting more boundaries with her family. Uh, there were a lot of issues with like her weight that her family was putting on her um, and her eating and what she wore. And so set a lot of boundaries around that with her family and, and her partner's family and really just reached a place of, I'm feeling good. And I, you know, we, we started having those like, what do we talk about this week? You know, you're, you're really doing great. And um, it was like, okay, I think I'm ready to graduate therapy. Take the next step without it. Haley, it's been so wonderful having you on the show today. How can people learn more about you? Oh, thank you. Um, so my website is rootwellnesscounseling.com, R-O-O-T, wellnesscounseling.com. And then I also am on Facebook, 
for root wellness counseling. Um, people can reach out to me if they want to have a consultation and uh, maybe work together. Awesome. Well, for those of you listening today, you can find out more about us on bizradio.us. Be sure to like and subscribe our channel. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.